1: Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zernial and award-winning veteran broadcaster Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. And now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernial.
2: Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Caregiver SOS On Air, the award-winning Caregiver SOS On Air is available over the radio and as well as on podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can latch on to the award-winning Caregiver SOS On Air. Joining us today, our co-host, Carol Zerniel, we're going to be talking about a topic that is so important, uh, and and it's one that affects all of us. No matter your age, no matter what you're doing, uh, you need to think about better eating, Exercise, getting your body in shape, and we'll deal with that in a moment. Carol is a nationally recognized gerontologist, named one of the nation's top 50 influencers in aging by Next Avenue Magazine, the journalism arm of the public broadcasting system. I said magazine, it's really a website. She holds a master's degree in social gerontology and has been in the field of aging for over 30 years. Carol serves as executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation and is senior vice president social responsibility for WellMed Medical Management. And Carol Zernial, I don't know about you, you just recently had a birthday. I know that as I get a little older, waking up in the morning, I have aches and pains I didn't know I
3: had before. Well, you know, that's true. And I always, and now when I wake up, I think of, um, I don't know if you remember the Robert Redford movie with a rhinestone cowboy where he wakes up and he can barely move. Um, And so, you know, and, and some of that we bring upon ourselves from what we did when we were younger, and some of it we can improve, which is why today's guest is so important to have on the show. Well, let me take
2: a moment to introduce Dr. Edgar Vieira. The importance of older adults to move more, eat better, and more. Dr. Vieira holds a Bachelor of Science and Master of Science degree in physical therapy, a Ph.D. in rehabilitation science, and postdoctoral degrees in mixed methods health research, mobility impairments, and falls in older adults. He is the interim associate dean of research at Florida International University at the Nicole Wertheim College of Nursing and Health Sciences and a tenured associate professor at FIU's Department of Physical Therapy, and he serves as editor-in-chief of the Journal of Physical and Occupational Therapy and Geriatrics. And Dr. Vieira, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. My pleasure. It's interesting because uh, as folks and many who are listening, uh, maybe Medicare eligible seniors, they may be uh, caregivers, they may be loved ones of older people. uh, We don't often think about what we ought to be doing day in and day out to keep ourselves in better shape and why that's important. Yeah, that's a critical
4: issue. Uh, We tend to classify people are getting older when they turn 65 or so but we actually start getting older the day we are born so the best thing we can do to age well is to be active throughout our lives uh, to eat better and eat well throughout our lives and change that paradigm because you can be 65 and be running a marathon or you can be 35 and be in really bad shape so it's a matter of behavior and how we live our lives. And it's not a matter of diet and exercise, which can be unachievable or unsustainable over time. But if all of us try to eat a little better, move a little more day by day, and integrate that into our lifestyle, we are better off in the long run.
3: Well, I like what you said, because we do especially we're recording this show at the first of the year when everybody's joining a gym and going to have a new diet, making resolutions. Um, And it just gets to be overwhelming and most people don't keep any of their new year resolutions. So, but when you tell me eat a little better, I think, yeah, I probably could eat a little better.
4: That's the idea to make it sustainable. So you make small changes and you integrate that into your lifestyle and then once you are used to it, you do a little more change and keep that continuous improvement ongoing. And when you realize, you be, you become able to sustain those resolutions and not go crazy for the first three months and then quit and gain all the weight back and start having all the problems again. So it's kind of small steps towards a goal rather than going full on all at once, which can be overwhelming and not unsustainable. What got you interested
2: in this field of study?
4: Uh, it's it's been a long road. I've I've been a professional student since I was born. So I've been in school <laughs> since I was two. So undergrad, masters, and then PhD, postdocs, and work at the university. So during my PhD, I was studying back pain in the jobs that had most back pain, which were nursing and and steel workers for women and men. So and then in nursing, of course, one of the tasks that cause most back pain are patient transfers, lifting and transferring patients, which is a, same, a very important issue for caregivers of seniors that have mobility impairments, right? Uh, and through that research, I got interested on what about the other side of the coin? What about if the nurse have a, a injury during a transfer and the patient falls, right? So I started studying patient falls and then patient falls in hospitals and then in long-term care facilities, start transitioning to the aging area, uh, and then start studying more of the mobility, overall frailty, and healthy aging. So I transition from back pain in heavy jobs into falls, into seniors, into healthy aging. So it's kind of um, how life presents itself in a non-linear way, and it takes us in different routes.
2: We're going to pick that up in a moment, but I want to let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron along with our co-host Carol Zernio. We're talking with Dr. Edgar Vieira. He's at FIU, Florida International University, talking about older adults, movement, eating better, all of the steps that go into making life probably better for all of us, uh, proper biomechanics and posture when assisting uh, not only family members and others to get up, move and transfer. Uh, you mentioned falls and, and Dr. Vieira, huge problem especially for seniors
4: yes falls are the number one cause of injury and injury related death for older people it's so common that people tend to think it's a it's a normal thing as we age which is actually not right so falls are preventable and if you work on your balance you work on your health status you work on your physical function you are taking care of underlying conditions such as diabetes, uh, postural hypotension, and other potential issues that could lead to a fall, then falls are not normal part of aging, and they can be avoided. Uh, so there's a lot that can be done towards that goal, preventing hip fractures and falls are sometimes the beginning of the end for seniors as well. Uh, 40% of nursing home admissions happen after our you know, long-term care facility admissions happen after a fall. Uh, So there's a lot of implications to the person, to the family members and to society of the falls uh, beyond the injury itself.
2: That's a big number, 40% of nursing home admissions a result of after a fall.
4: Yes, uh, it's, 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 it's an old story. It's like, oh, grandma was living by herself, doing well, going to church, doing her grocery shopping, going out with friends. Now she was home and she had a fall. She, she wasn't found on the floor two hours, three hours later. And now we are worried for her safety. She's she better off being somewhere that she's supervised. And also that, that kind of a very common story. Uh, so family members start being very concerned about the safety. And that limits the ability for others as well.
3: Well, you know, for caregivers, you're talking about falling, but building that strength. Using proper biomechanics, all of that we need. We as the caregiver, we as as we are getting older, maybe we're not the oldest one in the family yet. We need to pay attention to ourselves as well. We're just as at risk of falling, helping somebody most likely if we're doing it wrong or injuring them. You know, what do you tell the caregivers about all of this?
4: Yeah, that's a critical point as well. Like, 95% of caregiver of older adults will suffer an injury. Related to patient transfers and handling. So, just caring for someone, trying to help them get dressed, trying to help them get up from the bed, from a toilet, from a chair. Uh, if you are not aware of your own physical postures and your own body, you will get injured because it's a very draining, very dangerous job, very physically demanding uh, activity. Uh, and we're all aging. You know, spouses, uh, siblings uh, are common. Uh, common caregivers of uh, uh, somebody else. And so the caregivers themselves also need to pay attention to their physical health, to their strength, to their physical function and capability to provide the support for their loved ones. So that's another major issue.
3: So if I'm the caregiver, who's going to teach me how to help that my loved one transfer? Who's going to teach me all of those techniques?
4: That's the issue, you know, um, formal caregivers can receive training on patient handling and transfers. Informal caregivers are at higher risk because sometimes they don't have the background, they don't have the training. But there's a lot of resources that are available online on proper patient transfer and patient handling, or in this case, uh, no caregiver handling uh, their loved ones. And it's very important to know the proper techniques to align their to think about the task they're, they're hoping to accomplish before they start, see if there's nothing on the way, what postures they're going to use, and to be taking care of their physical function. Uh, think about lifted devices, transfer belts, and other assistive devices that might come in handy, and and foresee
2: potential issues that might occur during the transfer. Uh, Where do we get or, that information, Dr. Vieira, most most people don't have that knowledge, and most of us don't have a Dr. Vieira living with us.
4: <laughs> well, there's booklets that have been published. There's uh, a lot of resources online. I'll, I'll share some links later that can be shared with the audience as well. Uh, there's information on, on, on different websites, on proper patient handling, their manuals, and there's also online programs that, that are available.
2: Perfect. We're going to continue this conversation in a moment. You're listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron along with our co host, Carol Zorniel, and we're talking from Florida International University with Dr. Edgar Vieira about how to care for ourselves and if you're a caregiver, your care recipient uh, without putting yourself at risk. This is Caregiver SOS On Air. Well, thank you so much for listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. We're delighted to have you with us. We come to you every week with a discussion of an issue, a problem, some accomplishments involved in caregiving with more than 60 million caregivers across this country, but most thinking they are the lone rangers. We try to bring you the latest information and help that can make that job easier and more manageable. Caregiver SOS on Air takes a look at trends across this country We provide tips on how to be a better caregiver, and most importantly, where you can go for help. On Caregiver SOS on Air, we try to give you what you need to make that caregiving manageable and to provide you with the help that can make your life easier. I'm Ron Aaron. Carol Zerniel and I are delighted to co-host this program, and we're thrilled you've joined us on the award-winning Caregiver SOS on Air podcast available everywhere, brought to you by WellMed Charitable Foundation. Hello
3: friend, hello
2: friend, really good
3: to see you once again, hello friend, really friend. good
2: to see you once again. Well, we thank you so much for sticking with us right here on the award-winning Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron along with our co-host Carol Zernial, and we're talking with Dr. Edgar Vieira. He's at Florida International University and we're talking about how to make yourself protected, safer, healthier, both as a caregiver, a care recipient, or just an average run-of-the-mill adult. And you used a statistic, Dr. Vieira, uh, that Carol latched onto off the air, and I want to come back to it. 95% of caregivers get injured in the process of caregiving. Uh, How do you know that? That's a huge number. And what are those injuries?
4: Right. So there's some surveys and studies that have been done um, uh, that are published on the literature about those statistics. And back pain is a very common injury as well as shoulder injuries, shoulder impingement, wrist injuries. So mostly, and also a few uh, lower limb injuries, but mostly back pain and shoulder and neck injuries are, are very common. Hand and wrist injuries, it depends on the kind of transfers you are performing and how often you're performing. Uh, so that is... is is. Is the reality we are all aging. The caregivers are aging. Informal caregivers don't have proper training on on how to assist uh, with the transfers and handling and with activities of daily living for for their their spouses, their loved ones, the people that they're, they're caring for. So naturally, they end up getting hurt. Right? It's very hard to even you know take care of a child. Imagine of a full grown adult that is having mobility issues. So it's a very, very heavy job.
2: I had a little experience with that, and I, I understand completely what you're saying. I had uh, uh, knee surgery, and it, uh, knee replacement surgery, and, and at one point I had slipped and fell, and, and I couldn't get up. Uh, and my wife had no idea how to get me up either. It, it seems you know pretty simple. Put your arms here, I'm going to lift you up. And it wasn't until our, our daughter said... Why don't we slide a chair over and you can use your hands on that chair to get yourself up, which which ultimately worked.
4: Yeah, there's a lot of techniques. You need to really plan before you initiate an activity so that you know the potential uh, ways to minimize the load on your body and to make it as safe as possible for, for the other participant, for the person you're trying
2: to assist. Right, because the risk was that my wife Gina would fall as well, that I would pull her down.
4: Yeah, not only that, but also potential injuries that can uh, can happen in the process, right? And learning how to recover from a fall is very important too. As we age, um, if you think when we are young, we fall, the time we get up and nothing happened, right? As we get older, it gets harder and harder to recover to get up from the floor after a fall. It's actually a very a very sensitive test of your ability. And it's related to longevity and how long you are likely to leave, how many seconds it takes for you
2: to get up from the floor. So
4: that's actually. Say that
2: again. That's a measure of longevity. How many? I'm yeah, in trouble because. <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. You've I'm lived ch- a long time yeah. already, Ron. That's the good news.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to check out right now. I'll see you, Dr. Vieira. <laughs> Why is that a measure of longevity? There's
4: several signs of physical function. So, you know, there's a timed up and go test, how long it takes for you to get up from a chair, walk through meters, turn around, come back and sit. So that's one of the clinical tests. Another one is how many times you can get up and sit down on a chair in 30 seconds. Uh, Another one would be getting up from the floor. So those are physical functional tests related to activities of daily living and they are associated not only with frailty and physical function, but then also with how long you are likely to leave. So it's associated with mortality.
3: So the so what you're talking about with frailty, there's like I don't know. There's a couple other ones like grip strength, and I'm forgetting the last one. Uh strength, uh the
4: uh, uh, gate velocity.
3: Yes, how fast and, you're walking. Yeah, yeah. getting yeah.
4: exhausted.
3: And 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 when you. See- that, tell us, you don't just go, oh, well, gee, that's too bad, I'm doomed. Um, what would you tell somebody who needs to improve their ability to get off the floor and their grip strength and their speed? Watch Thank that. you, Carol. <laughs> so, these
4: are the basic functions that are associated with balance, strength, and right, and flexibility and endurance. So, Like I said, you know, instead of thinking about an exercise program and going to a gym, you can start moving a little more, walking a little longer, taking a few more steps, uh, trying, you know, if it's just one floor, maybe take the stairs under supervision using the rails. But practice your physical abilities on a daily basis. Uh, You are watching a TV show And it's the commercial break or, you know, you need to go to the bathroom. Make sure you get up and sit down 10 times on each break. Just do a few little things that, no, get up, go around the house, come back and sit again. Just don't sit continuously. Just don't stay all day. Do a little bit every day. Integrate that into your routine until it becomes, you know, your scheduled routine and you are used to it. And then you keep increasing on the amount of activity uh, you are integrating into your life. And then when it's not enough and it's not cutting anymore, maybe you're going to now enjoy going to the gym and it's not going to be so painful. Maybe now you can enjoy a walking group or go to yoga, start doing weights, you know, and you start, but you don't go straight there because it's going to be unsustainable. Your new year's resolution will wash out really quick. But if you do these small steps and build your capacity up to a point where you're ready to take the next level, then it's much more sustainable and enjoyable, actually. You're not going to be so sore after doing those activities.
3: So what would you say to someone who says, oh, I'm old, I'm too old for all of that? What would you tell them? If I told you I was just too old to start doing that, too old (laughs) to take the stairs?
4: Well, you're never too old to play. You're never too old to to be well, right? If you want to age well, live well. So it's not about how many years you live, but... How well you live those years, because you may live a very long life in 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 very poor health condition and not be enjoying anything. So, if you want to enjoy life and be happy and do the things you like, you need to be in good shape, good physical shape, good mental state, good good nutritional health to be able to do the things you like and for life to be enjoyable.
3: Well, and that's so true. I one of my biggest, I will say, one of, I felt was my biggest successes in my career. Was that a sent 20 years ago, way before exercise became a thing for older people? We asked people um, who were pre-diabetic to start doing a few little things, and we changed. We we interrupted bingo at our senior centers to do some dance classes and some exercise classes. Fast forward three years. Bingo was canceled due to lack of participation because everybody was in the exercise classes. Wow! And they and it, it took three years for them to build up that that habit and to enjoy that you know both the exercise and the experience and the camaraderie in the class.
4: Yeah, the social aspect is critical as well. That's one of the things that keep keep people going, right? So. Find a friend, find a support group, somebody that will enjoy doing the activities with you and make fun of each other and laugh and don't take things so seriously and, and make it fun. So then it becomes a enjoyable moment in your life, in your day that you look you look forward to rather than an obligation. Oh, I gotta go and do this
2: exercise now, right? <laughs> so, Doctor Viera, before we run out of time, uh, talk to us about. Diet as well, nutrition. You mentioned earlier, you don't need to overhaul your diet uh, 100%, little steps. What do you recommend folks focus on? Uh, Less red meat, more fish, you tell me.
4: All 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 the above, right? So we all can do small, again, the same thing with exercise, small little changes that will make an overall bigger impact. So if you like a lot of red meat, add more beans and then reduce a little bit of the meat. So you su- substitute the source of protein with uh, less other issues that are associated. Uh, you like desserts and sweets, maybe eat a little more fruits in in between or uh, instead, right? So do small things that are possible for you that are not taking the joy away from the pleasure of eating, but make it a little a little healthier here and there. And you're gonna feel so much better over time, then you're gonna keep building on those on those changes. And when you realize you're eating very healthy without the, the 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 mentality of being on a diet.
3: Well, here's some of those resources that you were going to talk about.
4: Yes, I can I can also send some links regarding uh, uh proper diet and healthy eating and we yeah, had. all
3: of the above, yeah, whether whether it's the body mechanics, the, the healthy eating, people need good places to go to get reliable information. And,
4: and they go together, If you, you can do as much exercise as you can, but if you're not eating properly, you're not going to gain muscle mass, you're not going to gain strength and you're going to have issues with your balance. Same thing if you're drinking too much water before going to bed and then you need to get up at the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, your risk of falls increases too. But there's a lot of issues that can be controlled and taken care of from a logistics standpoint as well.
2: Now, are there websites that uh, you recommend we go to to get this information?
4: There are several. I can uh, send the links uh, and you can provide, I don't know, by heart. Uh, CDC has information that is uh, AHRQ has information. CDC has information.
2: Uh, the, the Centers for Disease Control? It. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, yeah and...
3: excellent. Re- CDC is actually re- excellent website. on a lot of different topics, and AARP has some of those caregiving videos Dr. Vieira was talking about. Yes, that's
2: perfect. We got less than a minute, and Dr. Vieira, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, As a nation, uh, we've been described as really obese. Is it getting better? Are you optimistic? I think people are realizing the importance
4: of eating better and moving more, I think after COVID, everybody said, I don't want to be stuck at home. I want to be moving more. I want to be out. There's a huge increase in population in Florida as a result. So I'm hopeful that people realize how important it is to be moving around and eating better and and having a healthy lifestyle to be happy.
2: You know, you go to college and you get get the freshman 10. I had the COVID-20 just hanging out at home eating. Oh, my wife's standing here shaking her head. No, it's more like the COVID forty. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Edgar Vieira at Florida International University. On behalf of Carol Zernial. I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks so much for joining us today on Caregiver SOS on Air. Executive producers for Caregiver SOS on Air are Carol Zernial and Ron Aaron. Our associate producer is Christy Romero. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on Caregiver SOS on air.